Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Barbelay, and today, fake shock. One of the things I always find really curious is just the general perception that the everyday person on the street doesn't think about anything. And this strikes me, although oftentimes this is the case, with regards to ideas of, for example, national surveillance. There's a huge amount of information that already exists. You don't need the likes of Edward Snowden and co. to give you a clear indication that the government has been spying on you pretty well since the computer was first invented. In fact, the computer was really invented to spy on you. And things like Facebook now just give it an additional dimension with which every aspect of your behaviour can be tracked. Now, you would think with this narrative, I wouldn't be on Facebook. I'd be locked up in a room not doing anything. But my perspective is actually, rather than live in fear of this kind of surveillance, just embrace the surveillance and realise the whole concept of privacy is long gone. Doesn't exist. Never existed. Every aspect of the technology is being completely corrupted to spy on you. And the fact is, we shouldn't even need people like Edward Snowden to come to this realisation. The whole notion of the kind of shocking revelations, which turned out not really to be that shocking, turned out not to really shock the public, because the public wasn't really interested anyway. Rather than take the perspective that we have moral, ethical or political rights in these circumstances, we just need to start appreciating that we are being utilised as a means of capturing vast quantities of information with us used for a wide variety of curious and sometimes spurious things. And this is just the norm. This is what technology facilitates. When I see people in the mass media looking shocked and in disbelief that these things could be happening, it strikes me that technologists, people such as myself, should really be providing some strong degree of countermeasure and just saying, what the hell did you think was going on? I mean... (laughs) The mind boggles how naive one needs to be to be shocked at this kind of information. And my perspective is the natural reaction is to say, that's exactly what's happening, and it's what we don't know at this juncture that really we should be projecting on. And quite frankly, if investigative journalism really was about investigation, there would be people doing that. There would be insights into this that would be far greater than any potential pseudo-war criminal or someone who's handling you know, sensitive documentation, whatever that means, leaking this information. And when I look back on uh, the likes of Julian Assange, and I'll talk about him, no doubt, in a future short funk, and the other folk that have been thrown into this mess, none of these people seem to represent anything that I want to be affiliated with. Not because they're dangerous and they're putting troops at jeopardy, but they actually provided the information in the case of Assange back to the Department of Defence and to a wide variety of news organisations to further damage and manipulate the information before they released it. And in the case of Assange, all the information he released was counteracted or counterproven by the humanitarian organisations that had already released far more damning statistics, in particular associated with Fallujah and other massacres that occurred in Iraq. The perspective of the media here, again, non-existent. So when I see fake shock, my response is just to move on. Move away from these dominant forms of media and start looking for places where people are actually thinking. Tom Barbelay in San Jose, signing out.